Okay. Just double check it. Ha! What are you on, first of all? Um, uh, water. Wipes, two paychecks, crack, cocaine clams. All of it. I really feel like, uh, you know, I started for... See, I can't even complete a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> so Wednesday was like a second Monday, and yeah. I'm pretty sure my brain just went and like had a shortage. Okay. And... And here we are. And that's just here. Here we are. I'm still surviving. I'm waking up every day. Okay, good. And uh, you know, getting in the nutrients that I need, good. getting some housework done. Yeah. It just, I feel like my elevator got off of its rocker a little bit, and it's not quite going all the way to the top. But it happens. You oh, know. Okay. So like our apartment elevators, got it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just making it to the second floor, not all the way up to the fifth. You know. But we'll get there. Eventually. How did you know that there were that many floors in our apartment? Building? I don't. You oh, is there? Stalker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's really funny because the second floor is the floor that had issues. Oh. Yes. So maybe that's where my issues are. Oh, but maybe clearly. Go back down to the second floor and figure <laughs> out what the fuck's going on. Clearly. Um, but the new job's actually really awesome. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, they're really cute. Really, really cute. They say that they're so busy. And I'm sure that they are for people who have not done this kind of thing before. I'm sure that it's pretty overwhelming. But, uh. You got a mom caught up, huh? Okay, that's so good. <laughs> so, <clears throat> uh, they w- are not caught up yet. However, I think that I could uh, get them caught up pretty quickly it'll probably take me a couple of weeks just because I got to figure out their system and where to find everything that I need but it's awesome and I had no idea how in-depth Google actually got it can get pretty in-depth blown away okay Blow. I had no idea well what is the None. like top thing that blew you away um Pretty much how identical they're, you know, how uh, you have Microsoft Word. Yeah. And then you have, like, the Google version of that. Yeah. And it's pretty phenomenal how you can make the Google stuff do the Microsoft stuff with, like, no issues. I mean, they're pretty much side-by-side epic. Well, that's good spreadsheets yeah. I, I like spreadsheets you put all in all those little formulas and do this and do that and uh the boss there she has done a phenomenal job with this like master spreadsheet just to kind of keep everybody on the same page yep phenomenal job that's good so um, i have high hopes good. i have high hopes i just got a lot of information in a short amount of time and I think my brain just went, dur, dur, dur. <laughs> it just like has not been the same since. So, abort, abort. Is, yes. So I'm thinking that this weekend I really didn't do much. I cleaned up a little bit, um, did a little rearranging. Clearly, I can. See I ordered a few difference. things that I needed. Mm-hmm. So, oh. next week's gonna be epic. It's gonna be awesome. How was your week? 
So do you have like a U shape going on now? Uh, well, no, it's an L shape, but uh, I'll just lift this up real quick. Hold on. Oh, oh, okay. Like, so I've uh, got one so wait, where are you job working? on one side and then the other job on the other side. And I work in the middle. And so I can just kind of pull back and forth. And you're podcasting from your gaming station? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's where it's I was like confused. a little uh, TV tray mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that I, I moved. And actually, I think uh, the – so they sent me a laptop. The problem is the laptop is so slow. Like, I can barely log in. And I have tried resetting it. I have tried changing some of the settings to try to make it faster. They sent me the exact same laptop that I have, like, that we podcast on. Only they're, uh, like, the laptop that I have is an HP, and it's, like, an Intel Core i7. Yeah. So it's really fast. And they sent me an HP Intel Core i5. Yeah. And so I think I'm going to just send it back and see if I can't have them write up a contract to just let me use my laptop since I can secure it. Yeah. And, uh, like, have them pay me for using my laptop and not using their stuff. Worst case scenario, they say no, No. and then I'll just (laughs) hold on to their i5 and keep it in a box, you know, and just continue to use my laptop. It's I can work from my phone. That's pretty good. With their system. I I mean, I won't be very fast because a phone, you can only do so much, but it's, it's crazy. Anyways, anyways, I'm sorry. How was your week? Uh, it's kind of. A blur, blurry. It's because I was on those 12 hour night shifts. And so, mm-hmm. like, you go to sleep and wake up in the same day, but your body thinks it's different days. And then you start to get loopy because you're exhausted. And by the last day of my watch, I was, we were laughing over dumb shit, like pieces mm-hmm. of paper, dumb shit. <laughs> like, it was so funny because we printed off this thing. It has, um, Nine different Nicolas Cage faces from, like, nine of his movies. They're ridiculous as fuck. But, again, we were fucking exhausted. So it was hilarious, right? And it's, like, across the top, it's, like, you know, like, uh, which one are you feeling? And it's, like, all the different, like, fucking (laughs) Nicolas Cage. God. (laughs) It's so funny. So now me and one of my coworkers, if we're feeling irritated or, like, pained in any form or fashion we refer to bees which is from the fucking wickerman okay have you seen yeah. that one yes it's fucking i it's old it's i don't think i've movie. seen it all the way through i think i've seen bits and pieces of it it's a dumb movie okay but That's spoiler work at, at the very end spoiler work wow spoiler yep. alert I am, i'm not alone at the very end, like they, of course, they kill him because it's a fucking village full of women and they use men to sacrifice for this wicker men that they build. And so they torture their victims beforehand. And of course, it's Nicolas Cage. Who else would it be? And they put this cage on his head and it's full of bees. And like he's oh just my. screaming like, no, not the bees. And so like on this paper that we printed out, it's this picture of him like bees everywhere. And it's like in all caps, <laughs> bees with exclamation points. So the next day, I, I had off. My coworker didn't. And he messaged me and he's like, I'm already feeling bees. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. And uh, the morning that we printed it off, you know, at the end of our shift, um, the day shift started coming in. 
And so we pointed it out. So our, like, I guess he's really like our overall branch leader, like a uh -huh. branch head. And uh, we pointed it out. And <laughs> Dan goes, this feels like eternity ago, but we just printed it last night. I fucking lost it. Like I lost it because that <laughs> night lasted forever. Like it just fucking drug on. Felt like a week and 12 hours. But yeah. Yes. They finally canceled That's those awesome. fucking shifts. That's very interesting. I mean, that's the shortest night shift shift ever. Yeah, it was a surge, and it surged however long it needed to. And I think a lot more people were pissed off because it was stuff you could easily do in, like, a 12-hour day shift, not 24-hour around-the-clock operations. Yeah. So, needless to say, they ran out of stuff to give us, even though they made it sound like they had millions of things for us to do. Yeah. They did not. Um. <laughs> <laughs> they lied other than that we got the car tinted i saw a picture yeah so the pictures look better than real life we're waiting for the week wait period but we've already found like blemishes and shit under the film <gasps> on every single one. Oh no so and cat hair under the windshield ones they have a cat I... in their shop what? Okay. My brain is just too fried to process that. Yeah, don't process it. I'll take a picture for That's you later. That's insane. Mm -hmm. So we're going to wait. Wow. Give it the week because, you know, some things have to work out and air bubbles. But I'm pretty yeah. sure, like, lint and stuff is not going to work itself out. No. Mm -mm. So, pray, like, we paid a pretty fucking penny for that. Yeah. They, like, they did a Better really be done right. great job. But there's stuff under the film. So we'll see how they they deal with that when we bring it back. And but like we have a running list on our phone. And we just keep adding to it to so we don't forget where we've seen it. Yeah. But this is our list so far. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Anyway, so there's that. And then uh I drew up my tattoo. And I'm oh. currently in comms with an artist. Look at that. That's artwork. Ooh. It's beautiful. Um, there's a, you've always been the artistic one. Well, I showed my mom and sister, and my sister made fun of it, so. uh, Well, hold on. Go down low. Go down. Is that a human? Where? The little spiky, yeah. No, it's a treant. A treant, hold on. Okay. Well, at least it's not a human. I thought it was a human, like, doing peace no. signs. And I was then, like, okay. <laughs> Mom asked why the bear had flippers. Oh, it does look kind of like flippers. And then my sister goes, what is that alien thing? I was like, that's a moose. <laughs> at least I knew that was a moose. I got the antlers. Thanks. Yep. Yeah, you see? So I just, you know, rough sketched it out while I was thinking. I was like, bingo, that's what I want. So we'll see how much fucking that costs me. It'd be a pretty penny too. Yeah, we'd do full penny. Depending on how much detail you want and color, and oh, it's definitely gonna be in color. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, kind of has to. Be. I would take out something, something against that... my mortgage, but I don't have a mortgage, so <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've been paying on mine long enough to take anything out on yeah, it. Let's see. So, All right. oh. but that that was my week. Very long, very blurry. 
very exhausting. I feel like you and I had identical weeks, just in different situations. Yeah. And that kind of makes me feel good. Like, I've got Buddy there. <laughs> His brain got fried just like mine. <laughs> A little bit twitchy. I just, I got a friend. Yeah. You're not alone. I got alone. a friend in you. Woohoo! Oh, oh, I would like to shout out to my kitchen floor. Okay. For being amazing. Again. I didn't realize how much shit my dog drug in mm-hmm. when he comes in and out. And he comes in and out a lot. Like, we're trying to break like him up the in and okay. out, in mm-hmm. and out. So, yes, I did. I, I remember it. I was like, oh, I'm sweeping. I got to sweep my kitchen. And, I mean, not only did I pull up a puppy from the kitchen floor, but also enough sand and dirt to make a a child's sandbox. (laughs) (laughs) How does this happen? So shout out to my kitchen floor for being amazing and not looking like there was a puppy on the floor and a child's sandbox on the floor. So thank you. That's pretty good. (sighs) Okay. I feel better. Well, don't ever change your kitchen floor. That's that's what I'm learning from this. As a matter of fact, (laughs) I'm debating on how much it would cost to get identical all around my house. Yeah. yeah. Like, can, can to get just... some tile all around my house because it is amazing. Nice. Amazing. Um, what else? What else? Uh, I think, oh, we got rug. The animals love the rug. Oh, that's good. Love the rug. Of course they do. Rue actually was, I like, I got a picture of Rue actually being a cat. On the rug. It's amazing. Oh, man. I know. I'm going to put it on his Instagram and show the world. My cat is actually a cat. It's great. Loves rugs. Loves rugs. And Leo has not, like, slid across when he's going after the TV to bark at something. So the rug is doing its job. It's already paid for itself. (laughs) No face plants. No nothing. I'm amazed. Well, that's good. Yep. yep. And it only really cost good. a small fortune. Actually, that was on sale, which is why we got it. Okay. We, I mean, it was still kind of a small force, but that's what credit cards are for. I'll just pay it later. Uh, Where'd you get it from? Off Amazon. Okay. And it was like one of those limited yeah. 40% off. Here it is. And I was like, <laughs> hello. And it got here early. Oh, Which nice. is even better. Yeah. I know. So. Winning. That's great. Great. Um, let's see. Other news, podcast news. Um, we did our voting. Yes. We got a lot of people. Number two seems to be like the winner. In the lead. Yep. Even G messaged me and said, in case I forget, number two. Oh, okay. Yeah. So G put, you know, G cast his vote. Got it. Thank you, G, for your vote. Yeah. And I promise not to. Hold on. I'm going to have to quote you correctly. (laughs) Oh, shit. I lost it. That whole conversation was hilarious. Sarah is laughing because she (laughs) sent this to me, and I'm going to share this with the world. So apparently I was saying something incorrectly, and uh, according to G, (laughs) I got to get it. Where'd it go? Where'd you go? Where did you go? She clearly saved it because it was that hilarious. I did. I saved it. 
Um, uh, hold, please. It's safe somewhere. It is. I just gotta. It's. I just gotta scroll up. It's in our conversation, y'all. If you could read some of the conversations we have, gee, we talk a lot. <laughs> it's all. It's only. Oh, okay. Okay. It's only inconvenient when I'm trying to find, find something. something. Mm-hmm. So apparently, I was saying something incorrectly. Uh, and she said, I murdered it like the Soviet and the U.S. Army Air Force, or sorry, U.S. Army Air Force during World War II. <laughs> so, yes, there we have it. Which is funny because I believe your topic was. It was something German it was the, that I, I. Pora. It was when you were talking about Pora. Yeah. And so you murdered something some word. Mm-hmm. Yep. I murdered a German word and. I'm not surprised because I'm not German. So, gee, I apologize. I will try not to do that anymore. And I can assure you that my story today, there will be no words murdered because it's an English story where everything is in English. There are no German names. Mm-hmm. I should knock on wood because I didn't actually read all the way through <laughs> it. <so. laughs> didn't read all the details, but. I didn't read all the details. I just kind of skimmed. I was like, yes, you're my winner. So. Wait a minute. I know it's not the coffee mug. Mug. I know. But I've got something coming up in a few months, and I'm not ready to talk about it on air yet. So I have to make some changes. When everything is confirmed, then I'll talk about it. But for right now, I have to. There's a reason. No mug. Okay. No mug for probably a little while, but I will bring the mug back when I can. I promise. Can't you just drink water out right. of it? Like you're really throwing off my feng shui, my vibes, my mood. Okay, I'll put I'll put uh water in the or mug or juice next or time. whatever the fuck you're drinking. Like it's water, but I'll, I'll uh, next time. I, hold on, babe. So guys, I was doing really good lip reading up until she started saying anything other than "Hey, babe, can you bring me my mug?" Which looked really funny. And lip reading. Just want to. I'm just trying not to yell in your ear. Oh no, you're good. Oh, you're good. Yeah. It's just it looked really funny when you said, "Hey, babe, can you bring me my mug?" Because your lips just went. Yeah, lots of. And thank you. I got thank you out of that. Yeah, I did. I said thank you to. You did. It was kind of aggressive. Transfer. Transferring. Oh, that should make everybody feel better or everybody is running to the bathroom right about now. All right. Anyway. Are we happy? Yeah. Are yes. We good? Thank you. We got the, We're back to the we got normal function. Normal. Yes. Thanks. Okay. Anywho. Anyway. I don't remember that's who goes first. Oh, well, I'll go first. Okay. If that's okay. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Um. <laughs> Oh, this is going to be quite the show. You just okay. look so concerned after you're like, okay. <laughs> did you, before I start my story, did you hear about that possible, um, 
Fuck, where did I read it? Uh, there's a possible serial killer in Napa, California. They think the same person has already murdered, like, four women in oh, Napa, what? California. Did you hear about that? Nope. Well, if you're one of our listeners in Napa, California... Beware. Beware. Okay. Could be a murderer. Murderer. There's a murderer lurking. What the hell just happened? Oh, please. I need to... <sighs> what did you just do? Did you do like I did and lost all your links? Uh, well, I did that for previous episodes um, because that was fun. Here we go. Okay. Right. okay. <laughs> Tab's kicking us off with evidently not the right links. Are you sure you want to go first? <laughs> I was so prepared. You were. Now I'm not prepared anymore. I'm not prepared anymore. Okay. You need to scrunch, scrunch. Oh, Thank while you. you're scrunching and looking, did you figure out a guild name? No. I did not. I'm telling that you. might be our next contest. NFF. Like, just go with it. Very basic, very simple. It's something you do every Friday. Oh. Name it Guild after? Okay. I'll think on it. Okay. Okay. All right. Topic time. So, my story is crazy. It's not as crazy as some stories, but it's still crazy. Okay. So I am doing my story today on Jerry Burt Burr. Mm, here we go. <laughs> she is going to murder words and they are. English. I am going to murder this. Burdos. B-R-U-D-O-S. Brudos. Sure. Brudos okay. sounds so good. Jerry. It's like kudos, but with brew. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Brudos. Brudos. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So he is technically considered... Um, an American serial killer and necrophilia who murdered at least four women in Oregon between 1968 and 1969. So he had a busy year. Yeah, he did. Like, usually... They spread that shit of, out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they slowly like one a year. like the yeah. four women in a year. But, you know, he was like, fuck this. I'm going for it. So, <clears throat> Jerry was born in South Dakota... He was the younger of two sons. His mother wanted a girl and was very displeased that she had another son instead and constantly subjected him to emotional and physical abuse. As a child, Jerry and his family would move into different homes uh, in the Pacific Northwest before they settled in Salem, Oregon. Okay. Jerry had a fetish for women's shoes. From the age of five. Okay. Okay, you still with me? Yep. After playing with stiletto heeled shoes at a junkyard, he reportedly attempted to steal the shoes of his first grade teacher. Okay. Whatever works. Okay. So uh, Jerry also had a fetish for women's underwear. And claimed he would steal underwear from female neighbor neighbors as a child. This is as a child. Where was he getting it from? Clotheslines? Uh yeah, that would make sense. That's the only thing like that's the only logical unless he's going yeah. into their house like, Hi, Mrs. So and so, can I go to your laundry room? Like what the fuck? Yeah. I mean unless I'd you're... say clotheslines. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yep, I'm going with it too. Okay. Uh, he spent his teen years in and out of psychotherapy and psych- psychiatric hospitals. Okay. So his parents knew something wasn't right upstairs and they tried to get him help. At least we got that going. In his teenage years, Jerry began to stalk local women, knocking them down or choking them unconscious and then fleeing with their shoes. <laughs> okay. I mean, don't hit me. If you want my shoes, boy, just say you want my shoes. <laughs> like, yeah, come on. Just, just hand them okay. over. Okay. At the <laughs> age of um, 17, he abducted and beat it. Beat. Okay. At the age 17, he abducted and beat a young woman, threatening to stab her if she did not follow his sexual demands. Okay. Shortly after being arrested, he was taken to a psychiatric ward uh, of Oregon State Hospital for nine months. There it was found um, he had sexual fantasies revolved around his hatred towards his mother and women in general. He underwent a psychiatric evaluation and was diagnosed with schizophrenia. So, old Jerry. All that diagnosed with childhood schizophrenia. Of his mom being upset that she had a boy and not a girl. Okay. So, mommy issues. Got it. Mommy issues. Major mommy issues. Major mommy issues, yeah. Despite being institutionalized, Jerry graduated from high school with his class in 1957. So, that's good. Good for him. Yeah. Uh, shortly after graduation, he became an electronics technician. Okay, we're in the 1957. I mean, I, yeah, okay. He'd be making bank if it was in today's world. Yeah. Just FYI. He probably was. Okay. Yeah. Uh, in 1961, Jerry married a 17-year-old, Darcy. With whom he fathered two children and settled in a Salem suburb. He asked his new bride to do housework naked, except for wear a pair of high heels while he took pictures of it. Okay. Hmm. It is his wife, you know. I I mean, what happens behind closed doors? Yep. Teach her. Yep. Okay. Moving on. It was about this time that he began complaining of migraines um, and blackouts, uh, relieving his symptoms with night prowling braids to steal shoes and lace undergarments. Jerry would experience a transversatile period where he used a female persona as a form to escape as a form of escape mechanism. Jerry kept the shoes underwear and for a time the bodies of his victims in a garage that he would not allow his wife to enter without first announcing her arrival on an intercom he had set up like that didn't throw a fucking red flags she's 17 maybe she I mean, okay. it would be a red flag to me, okay? Yeah, yep. <laughs> like, like, even at 17, I'd be like, what the fuck? I was like, why do I have to announce to go to my garage? No, yeah. sir. Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. 
So um, between 1968 and 1969, uh, Jerry bludgeoned and strangled four young women and attempted to attack two others. So his first victim was Linda Slauson, a 19-year-old. She was a door-to-door encyclopedia saleswoman who knocked on Jeffrey's door on January 26, 1968. Jerry lured her into the basement while his wife and children were in the house knocked her out with a wooden plank, and strangled her. He dressed her in different female undergarments and shoes he had stolen, arranging her body in provocative poses, and used a hacksaw to cut off her left foot, which he kept in a freezer and used to model his collection of high heel shoes. He disposed of the body in the Wilmette River. I should. Wow. Kept a foot. Left foot was clearly the winner of the two. Wow. I'm going to stop getting pedicures now. That's it. <laughs> Just don't go door to door selling encyclopedias. Well, now, now you don't have that because everything's on, on the internet. But still, like. Okay, next. Anyways, okay. Next victim. His next victim was Jan Susan Whitney, 23-year-old, a motorist whose car broke down on Interstate 5 between Salem and Albany on November 26, 1968. Uh, Jeffrey offered her offered to drive her to his home with the excuse of letting her call a tow truck there. While still in the car, he strangled her with a leather strap and raped her. He kept the body hanging from the pulley in his garage for several days, during which he dressed, photographed, and had sex with her. Oh, my God. Okay. He took, he took photos. Yes. Mistake number one. Well, two, I guess, because if you're keeping fucking body, body evidence. Yeah. Well, this time... Jeffrey cut off one of her breasts and made a mold of it that he used as a paperweight. Afterwards, he tied the body to a piece of railroad iron and threw it in the same river along with uh, Linda's foot, which had rotted. Oh, man, the freezer didn't keep it very well. He dismembered this woman and then threw the foot away. Okay. Okay. Foot served no purpose. You can't put, like, shoes on a rotten foot. Like, it'll just get squishy. Remind me. Okay. Third victim. Karen. (laughs) (laughs) Something very disturbing just happened, and I don't know how to describe it. But. Anyways. Okay, Karen Sprinkler, yep, <laughs> eighteen-year-old. She was abducted. <laughs> I just, I can't unsee what I just saw, and I don't know how it happened. And I'm so afraid to move anything now because I don't want it to happen again. <laughs> oh, face. I see what happened. Your I'm face. sharing my screen so you can be. Your Just face, that. like you legit looked like you were gonna barf. 
Okay, are you ready for this? Hold on, I gotta minimize this. Can you see my screen? Yes. Right here? Okay, here we go. What did you do? This is what happened. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> How hey. do you unsee that? Uh, you don't. You learn from it. All right, moving on. Okay, so we're not doing that again. Okay. <laughs> His. Who are we on? Third victim. Yeah. Right. One, two, three. Yes. Okay. So Karen Sprinkler, eighteen-year-old. She was abducted at gunpoint from a parking lot outside the department, a department store on March 27th, 1969. <laughs> Jeffrey was dressed in women's clothing during his attack. He took her to his garage, made her, oh, so she's still alive, made her try on his collection of undergarments and pose while he photographed her, raped her, and then strangled her by hanging her by the neck from a pulley. Jeff had sex with the body on several occasions and cut off her breast to make plastic molds. Afterward, he tied the body to a six-cylinder car engine with nylon cord and threw it into the river. Well, at least, like, his paper, like, his water weights or whatever are getting larger. And they're not rotting. So his fourth victim was Sharon Wood. She was 24. Uh, oh, no. This, uh, well, fourth victim. Okay. 24 attempted to abduct, abduct her at gunpoint from the basement floor of a parking lot garage in Portland in April 21st, 1969. He did not succeed. Uh, the next victim was Gloria Jean Smith, 15. He attempted to abduct her on April 22nd, 1969 and did not succeed. It doesn't tell me how he didn't, how they got away, but yeah. they did. Uh, Linda Saley was 22. She got abducted from a shopping mall parking lot on April 23rd, 1969. Jeffrey bought her, brought her to his garage where he raped her, strangled her, and played with her corpse. He decided not to cut her breasts off. Uh, they were too pink. Okay. And instead applied an electrical current to the body in an attempt to make it jump, which failed. Afterward, he tied the body to a car transmission with nylon cord and threw it in the river. He electrocuted a dead body to try to make it jump. I really should have read this all the way through. You I was not prepared have. for that. You have, nope. Okay. Uh, Jeffrey would dress up in high heels and masturbate after committing a murder. Uh, Just if you happen to click on this link, I would not hover over the word masturbate. Just FYI. It's in blue. It's a, that's a sign. Might see something you cannot see. Um, In May, 1969, a fisherman found the bodies of Saley and Sprinkler uh, in the Long Tom River, the poli- police asked students at a nearby university campus about suspicious men, and one led them to Jeffrey. Um, to Jerry. Why did I call him Jeffrey? Jerry is his name. Uh, who had phoned her several times to ask her for a date. Jerry gave police a false address, which increased their suspicion. At his garage, the police found a copper wire that was determined to have been cut with the same tool that cut the cords 
to tie the bodies. Jerry was arrested and he made a full confession. Wait, how Confess do you determine everything. the tool? What? Cut marks. You need to watch more like CSI or like uh, My Brain's Fried. Okay, yep. There's like a forensic show that like real life forensics kind of show you, show you. But they can match if you cut with a pair of scissors. They can actually match that if you cut anything else with it. It's crazy. Crazy. Yeah. That's fucking scissors. Yeah. My brain doesn't work like that. I would never know. I'd be I'm like, yep, cool. Yep. Cut things. Cool. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll, I'll take your word for it. Yeah. All right. So on June 28th, 1969, Jerry pled guilty to three first degree murders and was sentenced to three consecutive terms of life in prison uh, in Oregon State Penitentiary. Though he confessed to Slauson's murder, Jerry was neither tried nor convicted for it because he did not make and keep photographs of the body, unlike the other cases, but only her foot, which he had already disposed of. So they didn't actually have any proof except for him saying, yeah, I did it. Uh, Whitney's body was found a month after Jerry's conviction, uh, about a mile downstream from where he said he had thrown it. While incarcerated, Jerry had piles of women's shoes catalogs in his cell. He wrote major companies requesting them and claimed they were his substitute for pornography. He lodged countless appeals, including one which he alleged that the a photograph taken of him with one of his victim, victim's corpse could not prove his guilt because it was not the body of the person he was convicted of killing. Okay. Okay. In 1955, the parole board told Jerry he would never be released. Good for them. Yeah, good. Uh, Jerry actually died in prison on March 28, 2006 from liver cancer. (laughs) At the time of the death, he was the longest incarcerated inmate in the Oregon Department of Corrections. So he was in prison for a total of 37 years from 1969 to 2006. Wow. So there we have it. But he tried to argue that they couldn't prove his murders. After he had already confessed. it wasn't the person that he's being... What? Get out of here, bro. Like, there's now picture evidence. What's her name? Which one? The one that they couldn't get victim of? Yeah, the one they were trying uh, not to. Because the picture or whatever. uh, Linda Slauson, the one that he cut the foot off. Yeah. Yeah. So, crazy. Because he had pictures of her feet, or her foot. He didn't keep both feet. He just kept the left one. The left one for whatever bizarre fucking reason. I just thought of a horrible joke. And like, where was his wife during all of this? Upstairs one. with the kids. Two, two. Like, I get that there's an intercom, but honestly, like, how quickly can you take a body from the fucking ceiling and hide it? Three. She probably didn't go down there often. Three. Can we just talk about the stench of like rotting bodies? There's no way she did not not smell that, unless she had like COVID from the 19 fucking fifties. 60s. 60s. Like, there's no way you can't not smell that. 
Like, he kept them long enough that they rotted. The foot, yeah. Yeah, but the bodies, too, like, after a few days, especially without... That is true. After a few days, they get pretty raunchy. Blood, like, blooded and... Ew, and he had sex with them. Yeah. People are yes, fucked. he did. They are so fucked. He, uh... Yeah. Okay, next time, read your story all the way through before you pick a topic. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh... I mean, shoe fetish. We yeah. haven't had a shoe fetish a shoe before. Fetish. And women's underwear. Like, and women's underwear. And apparently, keeping body parts. Like a left foot or a right boob. Yeah. But he did get smart. Like, he just made a cast of the boobs and then disposed of the body. He didn't actually cut anything off. I'm like, you don't find that fucking and, weird? Oh, it's way weird. Way Again, weird. There's no way the wife was just constantly tending to the kids. I would have turned his ass in a long time ago. What's He's his wife's name? People don't know. She's still alive. We need to email her and be like, you're dumb. Be like, so really what happened? Like, were you in on this? Ooh. Plot twist. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) I'm not trying to say she was in on this, guys. Some people are really just blinders and have no idea what's going on. Either that or, like, I don't know what hurt me. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm thinking that's either that or she may have suspected something but was so terrified yeah. Because she probably thought, well, I don't know what he's doing, but I don't want to end up with whatever that smell is. I don't want to end up like that. So I'm just focused on my kids. But that's my story. Jerry Budos. Burdos. Burdos. Right, cray. Like kudos, but Burdos. There you go. Exactly. So. Wow. Find them. I'm telling you. I get wow. the good ones. Man, and he did that in, in a not even a year. Yeah. That was like a six or seven month span. Yeah. He was a busy boy. Busy Clearly, boy. Serious mommy issues and a lot of pent up psychotic anger. And what got him caught was he asked a girl out on a date. And then gave the police the wrong address. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And those fucking scissors. You should have changed up your scissors, buddy. I'm telling you. What? I don't know what he used, but. I don't know how I feel about up, this story. A little bit disturbed. I I mean, you should a be. A lot of it disturbed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, you know, like, there are millions of people on this planet, and he's not the only one that does this fucked up shit. Clearly, there's Wikipedia articles and shit for days. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, you would think that instead of going out and kill people, maybe they uh, get together and trade shoes and swap lacy underwear. Well, that's what I said. That's your fetish. Psychotic anger. And most women are going to be really fucking disturbed if some man walks up and says, can I try on your shoes and underwear? Like, come on. Yeah. But if you, like, kind of like an AA meeting, only this could be like, Shoes and panty meeting. Like, why didn't you just take, like, tell your wife, here's 200 bucks, go out and buy the nicest pairs of shoes and underwear you can find? Bam. 
problem solved. Problem solved. You wouldn't go, like, you wouldn't die in jail. Well, no, it wouldn't be problem solved because her feet would be too small and he wouldn't be able to wear them. Is that what the issue was? It didn't say that, but he liked to wear them. But it also didn't say, like, all the shoes he stole he could fit. Like, did he target women based on their feet? Yeah. He had to keep a foot so he could model the shoes. So what would he do with the right shoes? He could only model the left shoe. (laughs) It's like trying them on at the store. You just try the (laughs) one on, you know? Hold on, I need to get my foot out of my bag. Thank you. Like, what the fuck? Oh, God. <laughs> Should have made a cast of that thing. I bet he didn't think about it. Like, who or he what? thought about it and it may have been too late. May have already mm. been all, like, decomposy and, the, and shit. And the other ladies just didn't have good feet, I guess. Uh, Yeah. They just had nice shoes. Yeah. And apparently good boobs. If anybody ever comments on my shoes again, like if a dude ever (laughs) says nice shoes, I'm going to like be skeptical (laughs) as fuck. All right. This is like smile and start stepping back. Like, thank you. Do you want them? Like, you can have them. (laughs) Wow. Crazy. Okay. Well, um. (laughs) My, uh. You know, can you spell that last name again? Just one more time. I'm I'm terrified, but uh, it's B B R U. Okay. Well, um, the street that I'm gonna talk about this haunted hotel on is called Brazos Street, so it's two letters off, and I, you know, that's weird. We're today we're weird. We are. Because it's spelled B R A Z O S. Oh, okay. Yeah, Bravo Street. Mm-hmm. I like it. Anyway, um, so today we're going to Texas. Um, we're going to go to the capital of the great old Austin, Texas, to okay. the haunted Driscoll Hotel or Dry School. I'm pretty sure it's Driscoll, though. And um, we're gonna you know do the do the norm, a little bit of history, and then the the hauntings. Ooh. Though I'm really sad, okay, because oh, I really like to watch dramatic ass Zach Bagan, <laughs> or at least the you know ghost hunters, because they kind of put a realistic spin to things. So watching the yeah. dramatic one and then the other one, well, there's no ghost. Hunter's version, which I was disappointed about. Yep. Did you email them? No. And then the Zach Bagel Bites one, it's not on Discovery Plus. The only fucking season that this episode was supposedly on, not on Discovery Plus, and I'm not paying for it. So I didn't get to watch this. It's not on Discovery Plus? No. The season 10, not on it. That's weird. And okay. then if I wanted to watch it, I'd have to pay $2 or whatever through Prime to watch it. And I was like, no, not happening. No, Mm-mm, not worth, not worth it. it. Okay. No. So I found a few little local articles and the actual DriscollHotel.com back sheet, which I pulled the history from, I believe. 
So the history starts out in the mid 1800s. Old cattle farmer, fucking Driscoll, Colonel Driscoll. And I found out that he got this name, not because he served in the fucking Confederate army. No, because he supplied cattle to the Confederate army. So they gave him an honorary Colonel title. Wow. Fun fact. Didn't okay. even have to earn it. No. Well, I guess he kind of did. He was giving his cows away or selling them for cheap. Okay. So in 1869, old boy moves his fucking family to Austin because that seems to be where it's at. He moved from Missouri. I guess cows do better in Texas. I don't know. Maybe they're bigger in Texas. We'll never know. So... Driscoll moves his wife, Nancy, Elizabeth Jane Day. Talk about a fucking name. His four daughters and two sons to Austin. Ooh. It's a lot of kids. They've been busy. Um, so he's already made and lost the fortune to the Civil War, selling his cattle to the Confederacy, where he was given the title, Colonel. Like, what the fuck? Okay, moving on. In 1872, this is when Austin is established as the capital of Texas. By the 1880s, Driscoll becomes wealthy again as a cattle baron, an established businessman, and an active civic leader known throughout the region. So, he's got all this money. What else to do with it? Build a grand fucking hotel. Like, huge. Of course. It's huge. Ginormous. (laughs) Builds it in the fucking smack dab middle of Austin. Like, it is next door to the Capitol. So if you ever want to okay. visit Austin, Texas, the Driscoll Hotel, if you want to do ghost tours and or stay the night and or visit the Capitol, place to be. Got it. All right. Lots Austin. to do. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. So this hotel rivals many of the places of New York, Chicago, St. Louis, and San Francisco. And it was built to serve as a showpiece for the frontier town. Like, it is huge. All right. 1884, he purchases the lot at Brazos and Pecan, which is then later renamed 6th Street. So it's now Brazos and 6th Street. And at the time of purchasing the land, it was only $7,500. Wow. Yep. By 1886... The grand opening occurred. So it took him two years to build this hotel. The town touts the Driscoll as one of the finest hotels in the whole country. So they were willing to take that dive. The whole country. Okay. The U.S. is pretty big. Yeah. Finest hotel. Wow. The entire cost was estimated to be about $400,000 or the equivalent of $92 million today. Wow. So back to that complaint I had, why did they do that? But I guess if you're, like you said, building it, it today's, it would cost that much. Yeah. So with it being right next door to the Capitol, you now have like this beautiful view of the bestest Capitol in all of Texas. But mm-hmm. Big hotel. Okay, moving on. In January of 1887, they host its very first inaugural ball. This is less than two weeks after the grand opening and they hold this luxurious ball for the texas governor sol ross okay don't know who that is but cool 1887 sol ross Mm -hmm. 
After that ball, the tradition is quickly established and later governors also hold their inaugural balls at the Driscoll. Okay. One of the ballrooms. You spend that much money. On the Instagram is really cool because it has like this huge mural. Mm-hmm. And across the top is, of course, the U.S. state flag, old school style, some fucking seal, probably a Texas state seal, and then the Texas flag, and then like okay. a bunch of old historic painting looking things. But it looks really cool, and it's a huge fucking room, like it's huge. So, so do just, they still do that tradition today? They offered the service. I don't know if they've done it since because that wasn't on like the history timeline, but. Okay. I'm sure if you really wanted to hold your inaugural ball there, you could. Okay. All right. Well, when I get inaugurated, I know where I'm going. <laughs> Whenever <laughs> I become the governor of Texas. <laughs> Run away! I don't want the job. <laughs> I don't want the job. All right. In early 1888, Colonel Driscoll goes bankrupt. And supposedly this is due to the drought and cold winter. He lost a lot of his cattle and could not make up the loss. Other articles that I read said that basically the war was over, the Confederacy lost, and his money from his cattle was no longer coming in. So whichever way you want to look at it, maybe a little bit of both. Yep. Somewhere in the middle. Basically, some cows were lost, winter was shit, the war was lost. Perfect storm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Got it. Uh, By May of the same year, a new owner, the colonel's brother-in-law, called Doc. Doc Day. Doc Day. Uh, he took over as the owner and he continued to hold like lavish events. And uh, he also started hosting international dignitaries uh, for the dedication to the state's new capital. So now the capital is completely built. The happenings of the Texas government are now occurring right next door. But by 18, no, in 1890, Colonel Driscoll died of a stroke, and in nineteen or eighteen ninety three, his brother in law traded didn't even sell the hotel traded the hotel for a ranch and vineyard in California plus fourteen thousand dollars in cash to an actor known as Samuel of Posen. I don't know who that is, and look into it. Sorry, next time. And <laughs> it's on the to-do list. It is on the, I have a very long look up later to-do list. Um, in <laughs> 1894, uh, Samuel of Posen sold it at auction for $76,000 to a group of New York investors who rapidly resold it to the British mortgage holders, holders for $75,000. So they lost $1,000. In 1895, a banker and president of the Texas Rangers, Major Journal or oh, Major George Littlefield, he acquired the hotel for $106,000 and renovated it for another $60,000 to include electric and steam in each room. Okay. He vowed to never close the hotel again, but in 1903, he sold the place for $80,000 to Edward Sealing. So he lost a lot of money on that, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, But the hotel continued to maintain its, like, legacy, its standing. Like, it was used, it was continued to be used for a lot of things, including uh, a 1908 Daughters of the Texas Republic meeting. Uh, This was to determine the fate of the Alamo 
And then in 1909, they opened a woman's spa and a barber shop. So pretty like okay, and it was right on the on the front of Sixth Street. So if you didn't want to stay at the hotel, you could easily walk in. Um, they did say that the spas became like the talk of the town, and they were a very high sought after like me time. Nice, yes, so yeah. If you needed a pamper day. The, these were the spas to go to. Got it. All right. Um, and then one of the more well known facts is in September of 1934, Lyndon B. Johnson met his future wife. Oh. So Lady Bird and him did their first date at the Driscoll Dining Room for breakfast. And then, of course, this began their relationship and, and the president's love affair for the Driscoll. Like, he was obsessed with his hotel to the point where he even held, like, his, um, when he was running for re-election and he uh-huh. won. Uh-huh. Like, he held his speech in the ballroom and then had a whole party the like following that wow so like he watched the results in the ballroom or in the presidential suite he watched the results in the presidential suite when he found out he made it he did his public speech in that ballroom like in the in the ballroom and then from there held held a party so wow um this thing is huge okay it's ginormous uh in november of 1969 an austin american statesman said that the hotel's fate was sealed and it was slated to meet its end, quote-unquote, at the hands of a wrecking crew. Concerned about the loss of this hotel, the Heritage Society of Austin rallied to save her from destruction and declared it a National Historical Landmark. So now you can't knock the damn thing down. Nice. Like, um, Save the Driscoll community, which was part of their society, you know, Heritage Society, raised over seven hundred thousand dollars. Nice. And the redevelopment budget ballooned to almost two million dollars once loans and corporate contributions were tallied. So, wow. everybody wanted to save this building. Yeah, it has a lot of history. Clearly, I'm not done. <laughs> <laughs> like a lot more things happened. Um. But, like, it was getting to the point where I was just like, oh, there's so much history in this building. So I'm just going to, two more, two more little things. In February of 1973, uh, the Driscoll hosted a series of grand reopening galas. So during these galas, more than 1,200 guests attended, including previous Texas governors from the last 20 years. Wow. Dang. Yeah. Like, that's a lot of people. And a lot of known people. Yeah. And then in 2013, Hyatt Hotels acquired the Driscoll. Uh, They invested $8 million in upgrades and restored a lot of the iconic property and, like, murals and stuff within the hotel. Nice. So it is now a Hyatt Hotel. Um, Way cool. Just a few little things from there. They still have the original cafe and bakery. Like, it's still set up just like they had it when it was built. Cool. Uh, Yep. And the bar is still there. Like, they've preserved and kept the bar. It has 189 guest rooms, including 14 suites. Damn. Which makes up 1,200... Wait, guest rooms and suites up to 1,200 square feet. Oh, so each room is, like, 1,200 square foot. That's, like, a small fucking house. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, they have the quality artwork. 
uh, one of the blog posts that I wrote or read of like the guys, his blog was very funny. Like it was very comical and he put a yeah. lot of puns throughout it. I'll share the link, but um, there was one where he was talking about the paintings. He's like, no matter where you fucking turn, like there are creepy paintings, like ones from the 1800s where they're in these ballrooms, but everybody in the painting is staring at you. Whoa. Like that would be fucking creepy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it would. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then uh in the main like entryway is a picture of Colonel Driscoll. So like shortly okay. after he died, his brother in law got this painting made and hung it. Like it's ginormous. It's the whole entryway. Yeah. yeah. Um and of course, like uh it has thirteen historic meeting rooms, over eighteen thousand square feet of like ballroom space that's a wow. lot of fucking space yeah and of course it's right next to the capitol right next to the austin convention center the university of texas austin like the the lyndon b johnson presidential library so library library so no matter like no matter where you go like you're in the center of austin of everything yeah yeah so maybe nice. if we go through austin ever We'll stay there. So, now tragedy, of course, follows history. Yeah, of course. Of course. So, they do say that Lyndon B. Johnson and Lady Bird Johnson haunt the hotel, but in a, like, romantic type. Okay. Thing. Like, like they're, they're not still together. Ominous. Yeah, they're not, yeah. like, there to cause trouble. It's more like just a, uh, what do they call it? Where the where it just replays. Residual? Boom. Nailed it. You nailed it. <laughs> it's like a residual uh energy in the the breakfast area, like where they had breakfast. So people okay. have reported like they'll be touring or doing a ghost tour or just walking through to go have breakfast. And they'll see like the reflection of the younger couple in mirrors. Uh-huh. You can't see in mirrors because but they'll see, like, a couple, but when they look again, you know, like, they're not they're there. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's the story of the senator's daughter. So, evidently, while they were building the hotel and it was during its grand opening, she was playing with a ball on the staircase. Well, you know, she she loved bouncing the ball down the stairs. And then she would chase it down to grab it and then bring it back up. Well, one day she was playing with this ball and it, like, bounced out of her reach and when she went to grab it she fell down the stairs and died so they think she like broke her neck and died yeah um there is a painting on like the top of the stairwell and they say that this is the girl that died because people say to this day that they can hear like giggling and ball bouncing on the steps when there's nobody like in that area so okay. and it actually and um some of like the local paranormal investigators say that they've actually caught like EVPs of this giggling sound and they've caught sounds of the ball bouncing down the stairs. Oh weird. Okay. And it's just them in there. So Yeah. Yeah. Um the painting is still there today. The name of the girl is Samantha, but I couldn't find anything that said like in the EVPs if they've caught the ghost saying its name or like the spirit saying its name. Uh, but 
they do believe that this painting is of the girl that died. Okay. So I was like, that would be fucking creepy if you're just standing there and then you hear this ball bouncing down the stairs. Oh, yeah. Or giggling. Yeah, for sure. What? Um, I'd be like, what are you giggling at? Come on. Get your shit together. And then I'd hear the bouncy ball and I'd be like, well, they're yeah, going to need clearly. some new yeah. pants. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, uh, what? Where's the kid at? Where's this ball at? <laughs> Uh, so the more famous of the hotel ghost stories is room 525. Evidently, there is a tale of suicide brides. So two brides, like a decade apart, killed themselves in the same room in the same manner. Wow. Yep. So room 525, don't stay there. Mm. No, don't stay there. Okay. Um, like new brides or like about to be brides? One was an about-to-be bride, and one was a bride. Oh. Oh, that's so sad. Yes. So, there's very little history of the first known, but it's said that it is confirmed that she killed herself in room 525 after the fiancé called off their wedding. And it says that every once in a while you'll see the figure of a woman in, like, a Victorian gown walking the halls as if she's crying but when you like when you like do a double take it's gone yeah okay and then the second one is the uh 1991 which in this article they call it the rare gen x ghost which made me laugh (laughs) but she still fits into that young and beautiful like ghostly bride um Uh So they were, oh, well, I guess it is, too. They didn't go, like, she was at the altar, and he never showed up. <sighs> so the wedding had uh, taken place. He just left. Wasn't she, there. She just fucking yeah. go- ghosted her. Haha, <laughs> but I'm, All right. Um, <laughs> 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 Whew, I should write blogs. Okay. Um, so instead, she went on a shopping spree with his credit card. Good for her. And went into room 525. They say later that night she was in the bathtub, put one gun to her head and a pillow on the other and shot herself. <sighs> People claim that they still see the ghost of a younger like girl carrying lots of packages and a pistol into room 525. Like the door doesn't open. Just the body goes in. The spirit goes in. Wow. With bags. With bags. Yep. She's got her stuff. So that was evidently a very memorable shopping spree. Yeah. So that is the more famous of the stories. Do we know what she bought? I know that that's a weird question. No, one of the articles says she spent $40,000 on stuff. Like, I don't know what the fuck she bought. Maybe jewelry and expensive perfume. Maybe some very nice lingerie. I don't fucking know. Like, what do you buy when you know it's your last day on Earth? I don't know. And you just go on a $40,000 shopping spree. Damn. Okay. I don't, I don't know. Like, I, what, what would you buy? Like, going hard at Macy's. That's all I can think. <laughs> no, what? They probably I had just, a Macy's back then, you know, 1991. Yeah. I don't Wow. Okay. So, yep. There you go. 525. Don't stay in that room. 
Got it. Either okay. you're going to have an overwhelming urge to take a bath, don't do it. An overwhelming urge to spend $40,000 at Macy's. Or <laughs> I can't afford that. <laughs> you know, like you're going to think that your husband left you. I don't know. The other ghost is called the Cowboy, which is said to be Colonel Driscoll himself. So the cool thing about his haunting is anytime he's around, it smells like cigar smoke. And you can sometimes see a little cigar cloud. Like how okay, that's fucking cool. cool is that? That's cool. So. That's really cool. They say that he haunts it because like that was his pride and joy. Like he spent all of his hard earned cow money on it. And so uh-huh. that was his place of whatever. Um, so yeah. they think like his residualness is there. Um, there is a story by Monica Ballard who wrote true haunted tales of the Driscoll Hotel. So clearly she's obsessed with this place. But one of the more favorite stories and one of the sightings they had of Colonel Driscoll is there was a a gentleman, a consultant, who was spending the night in one of the rooms. It doesn't say what room, though. And he woke up to a man standing in the window looking out onto the street, which happened to be Driscoll's favorite room like this is Uh where he loved standing because he could look down and look at all the people and whatever so three o'clock he woke up to this man looking out the window smoking a cigar so the consultant set up and he's like you know what the hell why are you in here get out of my room like this is my room and he said the the gentleman turned and looked at him but didn't say anything he just kind of looked at him like the fuck do you mean this is your room and when the consultant leaned over and turned off the light or turned on the light There was nobody in his window, but the smell of cigar smoke lingered. So he's still there, but he's like, he's like, fuck you, you turn the light light on. (laughs) Fuck you. So, yes, those are the stories. They also say, like, I found a couple, but it's not confirmed that one of Driscoll's sons also died plummeting to his death trying to catch a bull. But they're like... Other than that and the other story having, like, the same, I don't know if, like, the kid, like, the son died first and then the girl died after it, like, you know, like the 525 brides. Yeah. But yeah. So. still curious to know what she spent $40,000 on if she knew she was going to kill herself. Maybe she didn't. Maybe she spent it and said, fuck, how am I going to ever repay all this back? Because I'm pretty sure you can go to jail for that. Isn't it larceny or something? I mean, it's like those people get away with shit like that all the time, though. It's like those jaded fucking. Technically, they're together. They're supposed to get married, and he left her at the altar. But they're not married, so well, I don't know. Texas has that weird fucking common, common, whatever common marriage law. After six months, you're technically considered married. Yeah. Like what? Yeah. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh well by the uh, way we're one day shy of six months so i'll see you in two weeks yep you you gotta go sorry <laughs> so yeah that is uh the Driscoll hotel not not That's extremely so cool. exciting i'm very again very sad no ghost hunters or a not ghost adventure season 10 on discovery because i'd really like to watch some dramatic zach bagan fucking <gasps> guys I'm possessed. 
like really it i mean very peaceful spirits yeah not if, i mean chaotic th- with all the history going on and everything i mean yeah yeah that that was good that yeah. was good they're not super scary trying to kill you spirits again yeah. i wouldn't suggest staying in 525 mm-hmm. no. especially if you're about to get married maybe if you're single don't really have much going anyways. You just do a singles trip. Yeah. Even though Maybe a girls like, trip. Like anything but 525. Yeah. I don't even well, know if I'd want to stay in like 523. I wouldn't want to stay anywhere in the 520s. Okay. Like 519? Okay. 530? Maybe. 520 anything? No. Nope. Rebook it. Ghosts can go through walls. She seems pretty stuck on 525. Clearly both of them, but you never know. What if I walk in with a black card? Bitch be Mm. crazy. She'd be like, that right there. Macy's. (laughs) You have to go now. <laughs> Let me just jump in your body. I'll take you. Yes, I'll take Oh, We will go shopping. So there. There you go. Driscoll. A very long history. It's really interesting, though, how, like, quickly it changed hands. And you kind of wonder why it changed so quickly and why you would settle. Especially if you're going to put $60,000 into upgrades and renovations. Why would you sell it for so cheap? For so cheap, yeah. So you would have to go back during that time and see what was going on. Yeah. Either that or, you know, ceiling probably promised major Littlefield that no worries, bro. Like I'm going to keep this running forever. Yeah. That, or, you know, they did that shady politician government thing where they just like, you know, traded it for a fucking vineyard in California. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) Maybe it was in Napa. Imagine. Maybe that's. Imagine just that's trading it. Like, <laughs> sure. I don't think. Yeah, no. I would have to get like half the state of California. Right. And it's not even worth that much. <laughs> like half the state of California is not worth that much. Like. So. How big was this vineyard? I mean, it must have been like. Was it fruitful? Did <laughs> Girl, you are on one today. <laughs> Look at you. My puns. My puns are on point. Well, mm. well that was fun. Excellent. Um, we got shoe fetishes and shopping sprees. And the Love old it. LBJ. LBJ. But yeah, like, how cool is that? That's, That's cool. a lot of history. This is more of a history piece than a haunting piece, but. That's all right. Nothing wrong with that. I thought it was epic. Yeah. And I came across this because I don't even Oh, but the last one I did with the Chillingham Castle. I was like, let's see what other fucking castles. And this came up. Like, well, it is big enough to be a castle. Clearly a hotel. And here we are. I like it. I like it. 
I like it a lot. All right. Find us on well, the dot coms, all the dot coms. We got Facebook, Instagram, our own website, our we got a Patreon. We got mm-hmm. I don't know. Discord. Oh, real quick on the uh the website, my <laughs> my cat decided to help update it this past week. So I left it and said that this was from Rue. <laughs> so it's just a bunch of numbers because he jumped on the number side of the keyboard and it's 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 pretty hilarious. Okay. But, so that's what that uh if anybody has already seen it, that's that's what it is. But I clearly marked it as Rue's helping. Bruce, have like, okay. Me to update. Mm-hmm. Well, well, hey, so, at least, you know, your animals are earning their keep. They are. They are. Rue was so helpful and very upset when I told him that that was enough. <laughs> like, yeah, I got yeah. it. I got it from here. Thank you. Thank yes. you. Uh, so that's something interesting you can go find on our website. Okay. Thank you, everybody who has voted. When does the voting end? Yep. It'll end by the time this comes out. Yep. So. All right, we're going to announce it. We're going to put it on Facebook, the one that won, Facebook yep. and Instagram. Are you make a post? And Discord. Yep. And Discord. Yep. Well, thank you, everybody, for voting. We really appreciate the feedback. Yep. We couldn't um, decide, clearly. Clearly. And you should see the other ones that I later was like, oh, we could also do this and this. And it just went, it got out of control. It did. So very quickly. Um. But I wanted to say thank you to everybody who voted. Thanks to all our That's listeners all and our followers. And we love you. Yes. And y'all are the greatest ever. Until next time. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.